this program, Austin Matthews. To the Philly box, Nylander gets an extra shift. William Nylander shoots. He scores! The coach played a Hodgson. The kid has his first National Hockey League goal. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Toronto Maple Leafs Simply Tower podcast. As always, it's Crystal Cranes here with Jake Middleton and David Morissuti. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about trade rumors, uh, more specifically Kevin Shattenkirk, the salary cap, should the Leafs go all in, when's their winner to compete, all those fun, enjoyable armchair GM questions. I know we're trying to watch another Raptors game too right now, so Jake is uh, extra, extra feisty. So guys, <laughs> how you doing? I'm pretty good. Are you sure, sure. Jake? <laughs> you were just, yeah, you are dropping a few F-bombs before we started here. Oh. No, it's, it's okay, it's just... Just a pretty sad state of affairs this Raptors offense, but whatever. We will <laughs> we will go on. Sad state of affairs for the offense. They got close to what? How many points do they have right now? A hundred. <laughs> so okay, yeah, it's a really sad state of affairs, I guess. When the team gets hundred points, they got Lowry and Thomas. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over. You're it. over it. You're over You're it. Over okay. It? All right, let's jump into uh, you know. Well, we're not going to talk about last night's loss. Well, it's six three, five goal first period. Absolutely got thrashed. Looked like they didn't even get off the break yet. It was just all around terrible game. Yeah. Fair to say, or you guys disagree? <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> it was just a terrible, terrible period. I mean, they played pretty well for the rest of the rest of the game. It was just the first period was garbage. So I think it's just one of those games. You just got to kind of move past the uh, Dallas took advantage of the fact that Riley's been out and everybody else is just not ready. They were just not ready. So I. I I think that's one of the games where you just uh, kind of just throw the tape out or, or delete the recording, however they do it nowadays, and just move on. So, obviously, with Morgan Riley inching closer and closer and closer here, um, I know one of the things that's been talked about is who might be the odd man out. You know, I'm just I just feel like asking this to Jake so we get him in a good mood here. Jake, who's who's the odd defenseman out? Is it going to be Polak, Conwick, or Marinson? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's got to be Martin Marinson. I mean, just looking at Looking at uh, Babcock, didn't he say when they were he was asked about Marinson that he'd have to look at the tape, or was that Corrado? That was Corrado. No, that was Corrado. Oh, that was Corrado. I mean, then outside of that, hasn't his his ice time's been decreasing? And he played like 14 minutes or something on uh, one of the last games before the break. So I played mean, 17 last night. That's not that good. I know. I, I love how polite your answer is, by the way, because off the air you'd be like, he's awful. He is Next awful. question. He's horrendous. <laughs> He's a terrible player, and he shouldn't even be on this roster. But somehow they're keeping him on the team, and hopefully when Riley comes back fully healthy, he will be out of the lineup I have for a quick, good. I have a quick question for you, Jake. Do you and, uh, do you and Patrick O'Sullivan spend some time together when we're not, when we're not watching? Because I think you two probably are the, big, like, are the leaders of the Murmurance and Hate Club. Yeah, because he's actually a guy that doesn't look at stupid numbers and he watches the game. Oh, I didn't know. I love Patrick Sullivan. You don't use sabermetrics? No, I don't really believe in them. (laughs) Okay. Now now that we've cleared that up. So let's get into trade rumors about who they could possibly acquire then to permanently bench Marinson for you, Jake. Um, There's been a couple guys. Obviously, the most prominent name is Kevin Shattenkirk. But when you look at the trade market right now, Man, you got guys like Martin Hansel that are apparently what a first round pick for Martin Hansel is apparently the asking price. So <laughs> yeah, you can see how right now. I mean, what more is there really to say? The market's not that great. Uh, the the market is 
What is the market? There's, there's honestly, there isn't a market. There's two teams that are out of it, so they clearly have yeah. all the assets, and they're just asking for ridiculous prices. Hopefully, some stupid team bites on it, but I mean, that seems that seems very, uh, very unlikely that they'll get that. Wishful thinking, though. Right, that's the issue I'm having too. Is that I'm looking at this like you, you want to talk about trade rumors and some things that this team could possibly improve on at the deadline, but right now it's <laughs> where, how, you know, you're just asking more questions. I mean, we did make a list of names that we could go through to see uh, your guys' thoughts on this, if they're obtainable or not, and what the price might be. You know, play a little armchair GM here. It's pretty much what this episode is going to be. You can do that, yeah. Yeah, let's go. Okay, Matthew Shame. I might as well just start with the biggest name. You know, Colorado. Pretty much rebuilding. Joe Sakic, we've seen his history of making deals or getting ripped off. Um, Duchesne, asking price, possibility. What do you guys think? Um, it would be very interesting for me. I don't know if um, if they would be willing to give up what it would cost to get him because I think it would be a lot. And it looks like Colorado's interested in a defenseman, something the Leafs just don't have. So, I mean... I would put it highly unlikely. It would be nice. I'd like Matt Duchesne as a player, but I don't think it's very possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Matt Duchesne. I, I just don't see the Leafs giving up the giving up the value that Colorado would want or even what the Leafs would want to give up for Matt Duchesne, considering what they've already got. If we're not in that, in that type of situation, we'll want to have to go out for a Matt Duchesne and spend them out, the amount that would need to get them. We need other areas like defense, and it would just it would just be counterproductive to go up and use the assets to get a Duchesne when you should be spending it somewhere else. Yeah, it's okay. it's one of those things where it's, it would be a luxury buy for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say they did. Um, asking price wise, what do you think about? Probably be like what a Kapanen or one of their elite level prospects plus one to two picks. They got three seconds this year. I think first. it would be I think it would be Gardner a first and something else. That's a lot. That that's a lot. Okay. But it's probably yeah, they were gonna want a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty they're much want... their franchise player. They're gonna want somebody that's gonna be able to come in and play right away, like a gardener, and they can have some control going they they want like an equivalent of Matt Duchesne on the blue line. Yeah. Maybe a little less and get some some better assets back. Well the reason why I mentioned like prospects is because you look at what they traded Ryan O'Reilly for. Obviously this was a couple of years ago, but they were in cost cutting mode yeah. um i don't know how how they were in cost cutting mode considering they lost two centers that offseason but they were and they made a terrible deal and i mean <laughs> you'd like to think that he's dumb enough to make another bad trade but i don't I don't know. It just seems very unlikely that he's he's just going to be wary of getting ripped off because I don't think he's won a deal, right? In his tenure, I don't think he has either. I, I'm trying to think of one honestly. Even you look at some of the deals he signed, like Boschman for what four and a quarter each season. Even that doesn't look too great. Jerome McGinley, he hasn't panned out the way they wanted him to. Um, yeah, like there's there there isn't a move that Colorado has made that has yeah as you said has made any sense. I don't see anything. Nope. Nope. Okay, so I guess after the big guns, you got Tyson Berry's another name, but that's highly unlikely. Landis Cog doesn't really fit what the Leafs do. Um, what about a guy like Carl Soderberg, maybe, if they were willing to eat some of his contract? Obviously, he's having a pretty bad year this year. 
But this is a player that we saw contribute quite a bit in Boston. You know, he's not I, – I don't think he's washed up. I just think he's just playing on a terrible team and he's buried on that depth chart. Would that, if, would that be somebody the Leafs might be able to acquire? If they could eat half, I'd probably consider it. But I don't know. That's – it's a pretty uh, onerous deal and it's – he's got a pr- quite a bit of term on it and he's 31, so he's not really getting younger. Again, you don't want to have – um, a, a ton of veterans, but you want to have a few. I think he'd be a uh, an upgrade from Tyler Bozak for sure. But yeah, you'd have to eat a good deal of money for me because I don't think I'd be up for giving him four million a year for the next three seasons or whatever his contract is. Yeah, I mean, he, as Jake said, I think yeah. If the only reason why you get a guy like Soderberg is if is if he replaces a guy like Bozak, maybe a little bit better defensively, but. I don't really. They're kind of the same player. Maybe yeah, he's a, he could be a little bit cheaper if they take money back. But there's no guarantee they take money back. So, um, is he a guy that they want to move, or I think they want to move one of their bigger pieces and try to really cash in on one of them, and rather than trade a Soderberg where you're not going to get as much back. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think it makes sense to go after Soderberg unless the price goes down the cap goes down and they take someone else back like like a bozak or something but even then i don't even know if they would trade bozak right now i don't know if they would either but i just i'm it's tough like we were saying earlier you know the market's so bad so trying to figure out names that could possibly be acquired is pretty difficult in itself too um shifted to the blue line though michael stone somebody who's been rumored in the past although the asking price if hansel if they want a first round pick for hansel what do you think they're going to want for a guy like Michael Stone? It's probably going to be a lot, too. Pass. Pass? I, I say pass, too, especially because he's going to become a UFA. I pass on – on. I wouldn't pass on the player. I'd pass on what it would cost. Obviously, me, too, but, like, come on. Well, okay, I'm, so here's a better question, then. What do you think he's going to get as a free agent? I don't even know. Probably, like, four, four by four, yeah. if not more. I don't know his age. He I'm not is, really sure of his he's age. He's 26. So he might get six years. Six uh, by I don't four. I think gets six years. His, the the big. Do you see the talent available? Oh, I know that's yeah. not that's not the question of his talent. It's just he's had issues with uh, health. He's people just don't know what exactly he is. He, he yeah, had I think thirty six. I think based on the market, year. he might get more money. Don't you? Like somebody might overpay. Oh, there's him always one there. sucker. There's always there one is. sucker. And there's also teams that are gonna also. We're seeing it in the MLB where teams may not go on overspend right away. They may really want to wait. I don't know, man. <laughs> There's a lot a of delusional different market, teams. Though. Well, the, the the defense market is bad, but how bad how bad are is our teams willing to be to overspend? Especially with a lot of teams going younger, having these younger players' contracts go up, especially like the Leafs. You don't think a team like Vegas would throw them four by five? Vegas is yeah. a different. Yeah, though. Vegas is definitely in the in the in the cards because they gotta no, get to pun, the floor. no pun no pun intended. But yeah, they have to get to the floor, <laughs> and they also are gonna have to overpay because that's gonna be a pretty terrible on ice life for at least three years. Mm-hmm. So should they take a gamble on him, Jake? Who the no least? Oh, no, oh, Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't want to be going out just throwing out dumb money, but you, you might have to at that at this point because they ha- literally have no contracts. So, yeah. Okay, so 
I guess we could scratch them off the list for the Leafs potentially going after, like a trade with Michael Stone. Um, if Detroit decides to rebuild, I know a lot of people are saying that guys like Thomas Tatar, Gustav Nyquist are on the block. What about a guy like Mike Green? I know he's getting older. Obviously, his guy's battled injuries throughout his entire career. Contract is turning, you know, it's short, but the pay isn't cheap. Six mil a season. Do you go after him if you're the Leafs, maybe? Again, I don't know. I don't really know where he would fit. I mean, I guess as like a second-line defenseman, but he's a righty. Uh, I mean, I guess it could be, but it, yeah, $6 million for what? One more year, right, or two? Well, just this year. Yeah. Or two, Just sorry, this yeah. season? No, is it next two? season, two. Yeah, because then he yeah, would be, be the oh, top there's, three. There's agent. two seasons, no way. If it was just like a UFA thing, maybe, but. they would. I don't know. If if Detroit wanted to get a good return from they might a team might ask for them to retain some salary. Uh, but Mike Reed is an interesting option, I think, as a number two guy. I don't think he was brought into Detroit to be a number two guy, and that's why it really hasn't worked out. So, I, it, yeah, Detroit, I don't know what they're going to do, though. Are they going to go after a rebuild? A guy on that team I would be interested in is uh, Gustav Nyquist, though. I think he's oh, yeah. uh, a lot to give. And he would be a really nice ad as a, as a winger with Austin Matthews, maybe... Maybe uh, move Connor Brown off that line or Zach Hyman, but I don't know how likely that is considering he's pretty much the the star pupil of uh, Mike Babcock. He's an animal. That's what it, that's what he is, Jake. You yeah. hear him? <laughs> okay. The thing with Mike Green that I see a lot of people mention too is that you know, oh, he's getting older. He's defensively irresponsible. You know, he's he's still playing twenty three, twenty four minutes a night right now, which is probably a byproduct of how bad Detroit's D is. But could you not yes. bury a guy like that on the third pairing? You got Riley Zaitsev, assuming they resign him, uh, Gardner Carrick. You could put Mike Green in the third pairing and then get somebody defensively responsible in the offseason to kind of play with him next year. Is that not something you could do too, to kind of like overshadow his deficiencies or at least mask them somewhat? But if you're going to have a guy with a $6 million cap hit, you're not trying to hide him. Well, I'm saying at least in five-on-five five play. Obviously, wow. he's going to get most of his value on the power play, right? That's where Mike Green's made a career is on the power play. I suppose so. I mean, uh, it's it's not really my cup of tea, personally. I don't. It's now, no, not that's a no for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same way, but I've just seen people suggest that I'm thinking of ways that maybe it could work. Somebody else I'd rather go after if I was to make a trade, and the Leafs would be a guy like Braden McNabb in LA. LA's obviously got to figure out some things with who they're going to protect on D. So maybe him. Um, I, I, I think what LA has been able to do this season without Jonathan Quick is is incredible because he, he this team has been using Peter Budai as their number one goalie. And, <laughs> like, how many how many teams could say yes? We are going to lose Jonathan Quick, replace him with Peter Budai, and still be a competitive team. Not many teams will say that, uh, <laughs> and I think that's a byproduct of how the defense has been this. Their defenses. I mean, you got yeah. So I, if any defensive from LA would interest me, even if it's a guy that may not be great, but well, he's young too, right? So he's young. He's, like he's twenty six or something. I think he's younger. Than that. I think he's twenty four. Is he the ex saver? Was that him? Uh, let's see here. Brain McNabb. Yeah, yes, yeah, ex saver. Yeah, he started with he started with Buffalo, and well, damn, he's got pretty good possession numbers too. 26, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a really good player. He doesn't play he's a lot of minutes, but if you're looking for a guy to be to play in your lower in your lineup, it would be him. I mean, 
But I, I, again, is LA going to want to move him? The only reason why LA would move him is because of what's going to be going on this summer with the expansion draft. Yeah. And they need to get some help up front, which the Leafs can help them with. Like, okay, but so, I, don't, I don't know. How much would you be willing to give up for Braden McNabb? I don't know, but that's somebody who might be able to develop into something, right? Like, any cost to acquire a top defenseman is going to be off the charts. Or the cost to acquire any defenseman like that, sorry. I'll, like, again, I'm really co- uh, happy with the Leafs prospect cover, and I just, I never see in season trades ever working for the buying team, unless you win a Stanley Cup. But, I mean,. Even then, you know, like oh, if that, that, like that's well worth it, obviously. But how many teams does that actually happen, where they go get that one last player that's the missing piece per se, and then they win the cup? Not too it's, many. Uh, no, I, I'm trying to think of the ones where it's worked. It's worked with Gabrick in L.A., Jeff Carter in L.A. Um, uh, what's the guy on the Coyotes? Vermette in Chicago. Yep. Um, Ray Bork in Colorado. It's it, there's it's a couple between. yeah it's a couple though um was it Marion was it Marion Hosa or no did uh, he they, I think the they season. lost yeah they lost in the finals sorry yeah, the Penguins the I'm thinking of. yeah the yeah. Penguins got him yeah yeah well see it's funny you mentioned that Penguins team because this like if you go back when the 0506 Penguins the first cup they won this Leafs team kind of has some similarities to it yeah they do so and you look at them I mean they they kind of they spent pretty early on where they took advantage of the entry level contracts. And added guys like Bill Guerin and whatnot, and decided to to kind of go all in and bank on Sid and Evgeny taking them all the way, and it worked. If you're the Leafs, is that not something you could do too going forward? A guy actually, that you know the, a guy that my dad actually uh, said was was Jerome Aginla on on Colorado. Would would you consider adding him? Because isn't his deal done that at the end of this year? Yeah, it is done. Yeah, he's forty. He adds some. He's a guy that's been there and done that, and. You know, even if they don't make the playoffs, just having that veteran leadership and the experience, this is a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it would be pretty decent if you can get him for make, like a fourth-round pick. I think it would really help out. Well, we I have, thought it was a good idea. We have so many picks, I mean, that we can – that we can well, so many second-round picks. and They have three seconds. They don't have a third, but they have a first. Uh, they have just an abundance of, of yeah. late picks, though. They have a fourth, I'm pretty sure. This year from San Jose too. No, they have a third. Well, because what happened was in for that. I think the Rhymer deal, they got a third in 2018. So that that yeah. So they have they, but they don't have a third round pick in 2018. So uh, yeah, I mean they're gonna have to give up a third for Babcock and Lou, right? Because that dumb rule. Yeah. Well, if you did like look, if you're the Leafs, on you trade like McCulloch and a pick for Aginla. That could work. Well, you got to <laughs> trade salary, right? Because yeah, they have know, a, yeah. a million. Yeah, it's got to match up. Yeah, it does. And I think that would make sense. And what would you do with Jerome, though? Where would you put him? I I think you play him with the kid. Which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> which which one? The the center is obviously he's a winger, so he's going to play with a center. I'm talking about Matthews. <laughs> I I just it's... wanted you to clarify that. Well, how much yeah. do you value adding a veteran then? If you're the Leafs, is it really something that they should strongly consider doing at this deadline or no? I think it's again they about. they have maybe one week or or maybe maybe two weeks, which is like five or six games to get a better idea of where they are. I mean, right now they look re- they looked really bad yesterday, and they've yeah. lost a couple games. They're I don't are they? I'm pretty sure they're outside of the playoffs right now, and they're four points from being dead last in the 
in the conference. Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta, there's just gotta be some separation in the next 10 games that will really split apart whether this team is for real or you're just going to let it ride. Uh, it's not spot on because then it makes things like, you know, do you go after a Shattenkirk? It makes it really difficult to say yes or no. Well, it definitely does. I mean, Shattenkirk is not coming cheap and he's a UFA. There's no guarantees with what he's going to have. I would, I would rather take my chances of trying to sign him. Me too. Especially because he said that he's willing to sign here. And like what better situation is there than here? Well, you heard what he said about Babcock. He he what? he talks about how the players are starting to buy in, the little details. Like he he's complimenting Babcock's coaching style. Shattenkirk said that. Yep. He said oh, that. I didn't hear that. I mean, it makes Today. sense. They're probably doing media, so. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think he's just that perfect fit for them because they obviously are going to have a lot of cap space. Cool. I would pay him a lot, uh, and as Chris said, have it like tail off <clears throat> down the road. I would have no problem with giving him a six-year deal for like. Six and a half million a year, or maybe more, maybe seven. So like forty-two over over seven. Wow. Well, I think that really boils down to one question. Then, do you feel like the Leafs' chance to win a Stanley Cup or at least compete for one is now, or is it down the road? Like, uh, yeah, I think it's next season. I think it's too. Yeah, I think it's next season. They're ready to go. No matter what happens this year, I think yeah. they've proved it. And just getting that experience, you're going to probably add uh, a couple. A uh, good for a uh, couple good free agents. Maybe add a couple prospects into the mix too. So I mean, Kasperi Kapanen's making the team next year. So there's a top prospect that's making your team already. And you're gonna, they're definitely gonna spend some money in free agency. They're probably gonna add two or three guys in free agency. I mean, that would be you, make a trade. Yeah, I I, I can think they're gonna make a trade too. At this draft, this is a terrible draft. Unless you're picking in the top. 10 i would trade it for anything of value because this is a bad draft i'm confident they have three second round picks i'm confident that they'll get at least one player there that they could get um in the 20s or whatever it is where they're picking this year and they can find him and he's going to be an impact player that's the great thing about this um front office is that you have that faith with these guys finding these diamonds in the rough those Broncos, the the Zirkles, yep, uh, the Andrew Nielsens, the Adam Brooks, those type of players, like he found these guys in this all in the second round or later. Well, on top of that too, I mean, you got the expansion draft coming. Teams are going to be panicking to keep guys to kind of protect them. Um, something Doug McLean alluded to weeks ago on Sportsnet was that you know a lot of backdoor deals are going to take place. You got to imagine if teams can't make things work in terms of you know matching numbers up or assets the Leafs are going to be that third team in a lot of deals that people are going to call on for kickers like picks expiring contracts that they have all the assets needed for teams to get deals done so I think that's something too that's really going to help in this offseason to open up the space for players like you're saying Jake yeah exactly and like I would go right ahead and already try and sign guys to extensions too just to get ahead of uh you know where they're going to be in three years from now because you know, the point of this isn't to compete. I don't believe there's. it's just a three-year-long window, like Craig no. Custon says. I mean, I think that's a little over the top. I think this team wants to compete for um, you know, the next 10 or 15 years, as long as they have Austin Matthews. But I think your best shot at it is going to be in his third year, his last year of entry level, when all these kids, are their entry-level deals are up. And you're going to have to make some tough decisions. Maybe you lose a... 
uh, Connor Brown or uh, uh, Zach Hyman or something like that. I mean, it'll be the I, Chicago effect where Chicago exactly. had to lose like Bufflin, you know, or now like look at, if you if you look at that team that won in 2010, Gross. I think every single player on that team is still in the league. That's incredible. The Leafs are going to have that same issue. So yeah. with that, though, like we by the sounds of it, all three of us agree that the window is obviously now it's a little bit longer in three years, too. Oh, um, yeah, what about possibly like overpaying a guy like Shattenkirk if he's willing to not take a long term deal, like giving him like a two year. I don't know, like $16 million, whereas his cap hits 8 mil the next two seasons, but the Leafs can afford that with all their cap space. I Do think, they be really ultra-aggressive like that? I think more. I, I would try, but I just that no. makes it would make no sense I, for him. I mean, I you got to look at it from his perspective. Why would he take slightly more money when he's going to get less over the course of his deal? Yeah, he, he's going to want a long-term. The big thing now He's getting is, seven years. He's the, getting seven. The big thing he wants is security. Is, is yeah, exactly. And, where you know you're going to live, yeah. where you're going to see. He has, I don't know if he has a wife or kids, where they're going to be for the next seven years. Well, not just that. It's also how many players have been getting cut and having a hard time finding deals later into their 30s. If you yeah, exactly. Getting, that, that's that's going to be the big thing for him. I think he may take a little less but get that security like instead of doing those the short-term deal. And I think the Leafs are... I think the Leafs are better suited to do a, a deal like that where they can overpay a little bit for a guy like him because you can get guys who maybe uh, like a Dermott and a Nielsen that can step in eventually and be cheaper options on the blue line. Yeah, I mean, Custance compared him to Brian Campbell, and I think it's pretty spot on. I mean, they got they gave him a huge deal, but that worked out really well. That won them their first cup and won them, I think, one more after that. So to build on what Cousins was saying too, I mean, he obviously said Marion Hossa was a guy the Hawks signed that put them over the top. We could yeah. all agree with that. But there isn't really a Marion Hossa out there on the market. So if you're the Leafs, what kind of there, approach do you take? There you is next there year. Is? I know the following year, yeah. But this year. Well, unless you I mean, Joe Thornton, I, that guy. I would try and trade for a guy if, you, if there is one. I mean, obviously there's going to be so many guys on the block right now. Mm-hmm. But it's that's just such a unique situation because he was a big name player. Well, I like Dave's that's... idea of Joe Thornton. I know I don't think he's gonna leave California, but he's not leaving California. Know? But oh, he's, he's that guy that you would want. Yeah, you know, like if you move a Bozak, you would replace Bozak with Thornton. And well, what was... about the ageless one, like a Yarmer Yager? I know we said a Gimla for this year, but no, he would make no yeah. sense. Like, who would he play with? He can't skate. His possession numbers are off the charts, right? Like you could just make him an eighty-foot player. I know it's I'm reaching a lot here, but the market is that bad. I, it really is bad. I think the best way to acquire talent is to trade for it or draft it. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's they got lucky. They got a unique situation. You know, maybe a guy like uh, I'm trying to think like a veteran winger, like a TJ Oshie, maybe. He's a free agent this uh, this off season. Maybe you can sign him. Is he this offseason or next offseason? I'm pretty oh, sure it's t- this offseason. I thought he was next, too. Oh, I mean, you could check. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was this offseason. But, you know, say Washington wins uh, this year and he's a free agent. I definitely – that would be like a Justin Williams type of guy that I would go after for sure. He is like this year. On, you're right, Chick. On like a four-year – four or five-year deal, maybe four well, and a half a year. He's 30 turning 31, so I don't know how long you give him. Yeah, five years. That's fine. Five years, okay. That that's but that's the big question. Now we just discussed this: is 
teams that are going to look at guys who are 31, 32, how many years are you going to give them? Like, what did Franz Nielsen get from Detroit? Seven. He got seven? Six or seven. He got a Six. long. Wow. Six. There you go. So, like, you, you have to take that sort of risk. I mean, Franz Nielsen is a good player. He's also a player that's getting older and not a good older. Like, he's up in the 30s, right? So Still a very good player. Well, yeah. how much do you guys think the cap's going to explode when the new TV deal kicks in? A lot. It obviously won't be like the NBA, but it's going to be I think enough. it'll be $10 million. And, and in f- five years from now, it will be up maybe 15 to $20 million. Wow. So that's a lot. So, I mean, contracts like this now probably aren't going to look as bad then. Like, remember when the Raptors signed Damari Carroll? I know this is something we talked about off the air, but his contract looked bad at the beginning. But then when you considered how the TV deal and the cap was just absolutely exponentially growing, it didn't look that bad because now that's yeah. market value. So if you're the Leafs, maybe over – I don't want to say overpaying, but if you sign a guy like Oshie, like Jake Singh, for what, 5 by 5 is that really yeah. going to look that bad in five years? No, because the, what's the cap at now, 74 or 72? Uh, 74. I think it's 74, yeah. I'm pretty sure the U.S. TV deal expires in 2018, and they're probably going to get three three times what they get now. Oh. So – Oh, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna be in the 85 range by 2018, 2019. You're gonna be in the 85 range for sure. That's a lot. Like my biggest fear is that if you're the Leafs, you don't want to be like the Rangers, where you're stuck with guys like Rick Nash making almost eight mil a year, and he's only playing 15, 16 minutes a night for you, not even contributing like he used to. Right? You don't want to like overpay a guy like that and not get the production back. That's obviously every team's biggest fear, but you know. Yeah, I mean, but the again, the Rangers, they just. I mean, yeah, I guess they have some pretty good young talent now, but they have a lot of money tied up in the guys that are pretty bad. They have some pretty bad contracts on their hands. Dan Girardi, Henrik Lundqvist. I mean, that's like, I think, almost $12 million. The Leafs right now, honestly, I don't think they have any bad contracts, which is rare. I mean, the only ones they have, Joffrey Lupul, which you got to wait for that one to end. Well, come on. So I, I, again, I don't know how we're able to do what we do and just make guys go away. But me uh, neither. No. Like I don't know how every team hasn't done this. Oh, the, some teams are getting clever now. Mark Savard is still getting paid. Chris Pronger, R.J. Umberger. Like there's guys that are getting paid. That are yeah, they're doing that by good. trading with like trading actual assets. The Leafs haven't traded one asset. They just they've tell these. Just they've them. just yeah. They've, a- they, they've, they've added assets. They've literally added assets. To get onerous contracts like FNUF off the thing, and they picked up Mahalan McCulloch and Colin Greening. Play for the Marlies now. Yeah. Well, and barely playing for the Marlies, too. Exactly. And Brooks. And you got. They have three guys. Well, obviously, the Horton deal was extremely lucky. They got very, very lucky there. That's probably a once in a lifetime type of thing. And they lucked out. But, I mean, again, do you see. TJ Oshie even close to Car- uh, David Clarkson? Oh, David Clarkson just couldn't skate. Well, here's a better question. What's TJ Oshie's floor if he was assigned here? Because David Clarkson's floor was obviously what we saw, a complete bust. I don't think TJ Oshie carries that same risk. I, I think, think his floor, floor is, like 50 is 50 15 points. Go- I was going to say 40 points. I was going to say 15, okay. 15 goals, 25 assists. So how much is that worth? That's, that's I mean, floor, that's his floor. We're saying the height yeah. is... What he had last year, I think he had fifty-five or sixty points. Okay, so that's, that's what you're hoping. He, if you're saying like the bare minimum is forty points, what are you willing to pay him for what you're expecting could be the bare minimum for him? The bare minimum, I'd probably be willing to pay him three, 
three million dollars for 40 40 40 point players are going to be right in this current market are worth probably three to three and a half million dollars so let's add a little bit of inflation then because of the tv deal and we'll say that goes up to like what four and change Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's going to take five to get him but i would do five right now i would do it because he's going to slot into a top six role easily but don't you think a team like Vegas will want him? Yeah, of course. Does he want to go to Vegas? But does he want to go to Vegas? Well, yeah. Toronto's so, really appealing, and I think like guys like Babcock doing a good job. There, obviously, there are guys who are just all about taking the money, and I don't have any problem with that. You know, you have a finite amount of time to make your money. Go ahead and do it. But I don't see T.J. Oshie as a guy who's played in St. Louis and Washington and is been to conference finals and is in the playoffs every year is just going to want to be on a god-awful team i mean it takes a toll on you i i would I'd hate it personally but i the mean Leafs can also front load contracts too right you can only yeah. decelerate them by 15 percent roughly a year but that's something they're definitely going to do because they have all this cap space and i think babcock's really smart for doing what he's doing before like you know after morning skates when he's going maybe some ontario guys will see what we're doing and they want to come home and play for the leafs like all that subtle marketing stuff i think might pay off for them in the offseason too when it comes to players considering a also, a nice little place? a nice little added bonus for TJ Oshie is he's really good in shootouts, which is which, <laughs> oh, that's so worth that, that's worth two the points. Lease, the Leafs will pay him an extra million, a million and a half just to be in the shootout. Dave, you uh, you familiar with um, like uh, what's it called? Wins above replacement in baseball. Yep. Well, if, a, a, say, stat, a stat that everyone says that like, nobody can really give a finite definition of, but yes, I do. I am with. <laughs> say, say just because he's on your shootout, the Leafs are like one and nine in shootouts. They're horrendous. They're one and five, I believe. Something like that. They are one and six in shootouts. Six. Yeah. Say they're three. Say they're three and four. They're in the playoffs. They're that's, actually ahead of Ottawa. That's two points. I take. I'll pay that to get two points out of just a player. Yeah, that's it's like such a unique thing, and I I hate the shootout, but that's two points is worth a lot. That's a free win. Mm-hmm. That's turning a loss into a win. I mean, it's worth something, and it's not, you're not even taking into account that he's probably going to get 50, 50 points a year playing with a really good player because he's definitely probably going to play with Matthews if he comes here. That's well, why yeah, he signed. Man, he puts up fifty points playing next to Ovi and Backstrom. He's or got thirty-two. He's got thirty-two and forty-one games, so he's on pace for sixty-two. It would be a career high. He put up fifty-one last year, the year before fifty-five, the year before that sixty. So he's like a fifty to 55 point guy a year which is that's worth five million dollars to me sounds like a good fit next to matthews then. so there's one guy that we agreed on yeah um man i guess like that's pretty much everything we've decided we were going to talk about especially when it comes to you know should they go all in we agree that they should be aggressive but maybe not all in no no this isn't like a last gas like no. washington where this is legitimately probably their last big shot at yeah. getting over the hump but you definitely want to start accumulating pieces and turning them into actual players. Well, obviously, but uh, it, it's going to be tough because, as we said, the market is there's there is no market other than two teams. I don't know if that will change with more teams playing games. Okay, I mean, let's look at the standings right now. Which teams are going to drop out? So I think Detroit is for sure out. They're definitely dropping out of this. I could see, you know. Calgary. Calgary, I don't know. They're still in the playoffs, which is ridiculous. I know. They're just man. I don't know how they do it. I was gonna say, wow, these are the West is really close. 
Yeah, that's the what problem. about a team like Florida? I get they're freaking they're tied with the Leafs basically. I know, but like we're trying to predict who's going to drop out, right? I think Tampa could be a team that drops out. Buffalo. Really, I think Florida before Tampa, but Tampa's just gutted with injuries. I mean, yeah, they are missing so many guys, and this is kind of their trend where they go, they get top three pick, and then they go to the finals. I mean. Okay, what about uh, New Jersey for sure? Jersey's definitely dropping out. I think Carolina's sticking around. I don't know about Buffalo. I want to say Buffalo sticks around, but... They're playing much better recently, much better. But they lost the past two in a row. I just noticed that. I mean, they're scoring goals finally. They struggled to score goals all year. They scored three or more in like their last six games. Then they got smoked by the Habs last night. Yeah. Uh, what about a team like Vancouver? We all agree they should blow it up, but yeah, they, I don't know. They're a pretty stubborn bunch. I don't. I just don't see it happening. And what do they? And what do they? What do they have to sell? Yeah. Other than Ryan Miller, <laughs> there's not much else that they're going to want to. Yeah. Play. That's about and, it. I don't know. You can't even say like a guy like Edler. Um, no. This guy's always hurt recently. Yeah. Uh, what about Winnipeg? Maybe, but Winnipeg needs to win for that market, right? Like they uh, they got to put something I, together. I, I, I think, think it's maybe. kind of. They're well aware that they're in like a rebuilding stage. They had the number one, number two spying. pick. Like how much the were they expecting? Pick, I know. How much were they expecting to improve? It's not like the Leafs where they added, the Leafs added Marner, Nylander, Matthews, and a bunch of other guys, and Zaitsev and a bunch of guys and Anderson. All that Winnipeg added was Liney. Yeah, and that was which it. is a big piece, but it's a big piece, but it's not enough to get where they were last year and move them up. Like it was not. A, it's not enough. Considering also their goaltending is horrendous too. Horrific, yeah. yeah. Like we're talk- pretty bad. So, I I think Winnipeg would has to also look at their expansion draft and what what they're going to have to watch out for, and what they're gonna what they're gonna have to give up, what they're gonna have to maybe move around. I don't know. Winnipeg Winnipeg is a team that I I don't see them getting better. What about a team like Dallas? Is Dallas gonna I don't know, man. They're kind of a team that's interesting because they're on the fence, right? They're literally 500 hockey team. Uh, their home road splits are like extreme, so you know they're going to be good at home, but they got to win some road games. If they want to make the playoffs. I just I don't even know what the hell they're going to make of them. They have no depth. Like, what are you going to acquire from there? They're so top heavy. What are you really going to go get? Who is this? Dallas. Oh yeah, no, there's not really anything there. I don't know how they're so bad. I guess their goaltending and oh. and defensive zone coverage is oh, their, trash. Their penalty but... kill is horrific. <laughs> I mean, if if it wasn't for a kick in for which wasn't a kick by the way, um, on Nikita Shoshnikov, six four game, I think there would be some people sweating. Yeah, definitely. How about the Islanders? I mean, they they they're playing so I, much better. I can't see them blowing up. I mean, they got to <laughs> prove they got to prove to a certain number ninety one that there's a reason why he should not just jump ship. And I think I think further trading away, and they they all their guys are pretty much younger. There's not really old pieces that they have that they would trade away. The only guy that they wish they could put a hit out and make him go away is Andrew Ladd. Oh my God, I cannot believe he has six years left after this. That might be the worst contract ever. Him ever Clutterbuck. That's pretty. Like they they've got some pretty bad contracts. Oh, by the way, TJ Oshie, two points tonight, so he's up to uh, he's up to thirty-four points in forty-two games. There you go, Dave. Very nice. Well, I I, I don't mind TJ Oshie. I'm just wondering what 
the value what what the market's going to be like for a guy like him and whether the Leafs are going to It's going to it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty big market. He's a, he's going to be a highly touted player. But again, it's I think it's something to be worth it for sure. Yeah, I think now like talking about with you guys, it makes a little more sense to go after a guy like Oshi. Especially when you consider record, what else is out there. And for the record, Andrew Ladd <laughs> in forty four games has fifteen points. <laughs> Boom, let's go. I and think he got two goals last game. Did he? Oh he Yeah, he did against goal? the Canadians. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's turning up. He's turning yeah, up. He's just tearing oh. it up. Heating up. <laughs> Ten goals. I think Matthews had that in a month. <laughs> he almost had uh, he almost had half of that in one game, and it was his very first game. So that's <laughs> all we got to say. I keep forgetting about that. That's so absurd. Oh, how could yeah, you forget right? about that beautiful thing, game? How do you forget about that? You can't. Oh, I know, but it's just like you watch him do something ridiculous every night, and it, you just it goes in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. I think on that note, we'll wrap this up because we're going to be reaching for players pretty soon. Yeah. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of the Tip of the Tower Toronto Maple Leafs podcast. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or SoundCloud, also at Tip of the Tower. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Kranitz. You can follow Dave on Twitter at D underscore Morissuti. You can follow Jake on Twitter at Jake Middleton 12. Guys, hopefully the Leafs turn around, you know, get back on track tomorrow night in St. Louis. We'll be back next week to talk about more Leafs, guys. Until then, take care. Sweden, William Nylander. Tonight's Mitch Barner. 